This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. We're back with episode 153 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. And last week, we basically got the majority of the Against All Odds card announced for us. We are going to be looking forward to a Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett main event for the NWA World Title. We even got a press conference like it was WWF 1992 in a little small room. And all that was missing was Sid Justice standing up and saying that this was bogus, thinking that he should have got the world title match against Jeff Jarrett. But he's not even in the company, so I guess that wouldn't even make sense. But that's okay. A lot of sometimes a lot of the booking here in DNA doesn't make sense. You got people losing on pay per view, and then the next day they're like, "Hey, you're number one contender." No reason, no rhyme. Doesn't even matter. Um, Twice, two people technically, Cash and Kevin Nash. Yeah, and Nash being the first one eliminated. Although I guess he was thrown over the top ropes. I guess maybe there's wiggle room there to protect. We got to protect him. Maybe don't have him in the match if you got to protect him. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, but also, so on last, uh, on the last impact, the last episode, Christopher Daniels lasted ten minutes. He didn't win, but he lasted ten minutes, which means Mm -hmm. he won. Right. He will be getting a title match against AJ Styles at Against All Odds, but it's going to be in a one 30-minute Ironman match. Now, you're wondering, why did I say one 30-minute Ironman match? Well, that's what Dusty Rhodes said. It's not two 30-minute Ironman matches. It's one. So it's just a 30-minute Ironman match. The most falls in 30 minutes. You'll be the champion. I'm assuming submissions would also be in there as well, but he didn't say that. He just said falls. Right. So there's that. Also, tables, ice, chairs, party, abyss. That'll probably be wild fun. But we still have three weeks to go. We have this edition of Impact and then two more. So who mm-hmm. knows what could change, what, what could change or what could be added, whatever, to Against All Odds. Because let's face it, folks, the card is, in fact, subject to change. That's right. It always is. It really is. So Dallas, last week we had a whole bunch of news. We had alleged uh overdose attempts from a father about his son Bill yeah. Watson about Eric Watts uh and a whole lot of other stuff yeah we heard well, about contracts we heard about contracts. people potentially coming in I mean there's just like it just doesn't stop here in Sean Wallman having you know he's mentally uh stable and he's just waiting for the perfect time to come in yeah dude it's pretty crazy uh we're at quite an interesting time here uh in TNA where we are we're really starting to get more people in. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think we're going to probably have some people leave soon just because I just don't know how much longer we're going to see some of these guys, but you never... gone. yeah. Yeah. He was promised a huge push with the Irish saint swingers off TV, but he's still signed and he's yeah. All, all sorts of stuff. Yep. It's a uh, pretty crazy, man. 
well, this week we do not nearly have as much to talk about um, note-wise, which, you know, that's kind of how it works out, which, you know, sometimes it's nice. It's nice for the recording. <laughs> nope, you know, you know, not to brag to anyone, but we do record two episodes at a time. Spoiler. So, um, yeah, so let's just get right into it, man. I don't. I think we kind of covered a, a bunch of stuff. I have a quick note about last week, and then I got some new stuff to talk about, and we'll save some of that for during the show as well. Uh, so Dave note has a, a note here about the uh, taping in Orlando. That the, the taping for last week and this week took place on January 18th. Just for the record, the crowd was way down, as has been the case on the Tuesdays after the pay per view. Um, they did one of those mock, as he says, Bob, WCW style press conferences. To announce Jarrett versus um, Nash, you know, I could see that, but it, it gave me WWF '92 so hard. No, I got eight press conference. I was like, "This is what this is." Yeah, about. I, I got what you meant for sure. Uh, this was, of course, to announce that Jarrett versus Nash match that Bob mentioned. They had words with DDP, or they had words, and DDP was there trying to stir things up, saying, "If Jarrett was the king of the mountain, does that make Nash the queen?" It's pretty funny stuff. Uh, I also like at those press conferences, like DDP just happens to be at the press conference. Right. I, think I know. Like, he's not a reporter, but he's just, he's just there. He's just there. And then they pretend he's not, and then they go, oh, uh, three-time heavyweight champion, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, Christopher Daniels beat uh, Buck Quartermain in a quick splash, and that's what he says, in a quick splash. I think it might mean squash. He but. definitely meant Quick splash. And challenge styles for the title shot, which, of course, we already talked about how that happened. This led to Rhodes announcing that they could wrestle in the main event where Styles vowed he'd beat Daniels in 10 minutes or less. Uh, Hardy, of course, wrestled Lex Levat. So he notes, when Hardy wrestled Jobber Lex Levat, who, who is local, the fans did a Let's Go Hardy, Let's Go Levat dueling chant. After Hardy won, Abyss came out, laid out both men, press slammed Hardy over the top rope, sent him through a table. It's pretty crazy. It was, uh, of course, hype up their TLC match coming up. Uh, the Naturals versus Shane, Michael Shane and Frankie Kazarian saw Kid Cash in Dallas, who has, of course, been given the new ring name of Lance Hoyt, uh, beat up both teams until AMW made the save. That ended in a disqualification. Raven pinned Cassidy Riley and then snapped his fingers. He broke him, broke a couple fingers. Raven went to beat him with a chair when Dustin Rhodes ran out for the save. Three Life Crew did a promo in the back where they warned Shane and Kazarian that Jeff Hammond is a great athlete. Uh, he says, boy, somebody sure doesn't have a read on characters. Um, and then he goes on to say, this is his note, okay? Their urban thug characters shouldn't be buddy-buddy with rich NASCAR announcers. The Dave Meltzer quote for him. Urban thugs? Urban thug characters. Anyway. Now, that's the hype up Jeff Hammond teaming with BG James to take on Kazarian and Shane, which I don't know if anyone really wants, but that's fine. Have you have you gotten a thug vibe from through that crew? I don't really get that vibe, I feel like. I mean, I Conan's character, that's kind of what he is, but, like, that's it. They just seem, like, fun to me. I don't know. After the yeah, trailer well, park right. vignettes and stuff like that, it's hard for me to be, like, Yo, they're thugs. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's, like, that's right. why I don't get That's why I don't feel that way. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. And then, of course, as Bob already mentioned, Styles drew Daniels over 10 minutes, which meant Daniels was awarded the win in stipulation against uh, uh, Styles. They're, sorry, the title match against Styles, um, 
Worlds came out, announced the 30-minute Iron Man match. Blah, 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 blah. Good stuff. Uh, pretty good impact. Flew by. It felt like we watched that show for 20 minutes. But it was 44 and some change. It was pretty crazy. But on to uh, some new no- notes here. Uh, and then, like I said, I'll have some that we'll talk about during the show as well. Uh, so TNA Impact in its premiere showing on Fridays, uh, having been moved to 4 p.m., did a .19 on the January 7th and a .27 on January 14th. That's ever so slightly above what the show has been doing at 3 p.m. The reports that we got that the Friday 2 a.m. numbers were huge don't appear to be the case. The numbers are low enough that they aren't being reported. However, the Saturday night midnight slot, which I expect would be the strongest slot, did a .20 on January 8th, but that was already up to a .33 on uh, January 15th, which would be right at the highest rated TNA show has done up until this point. That's the show that will be interesting to track. So we'll have to keep an eye on these midnight and 2 a.m. numbers. Well, I, it's midnight at what? On a, well, I guess Saturday morning then? Yeah, Saturday night at midnight. So technically it goes into Sunday. So Saturday. I still, that's Saturday night to me. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird to say. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, like Saturday have... at midnight would make me feel like it's a Friday night leading into Saturday at midnight. Unless it is. I don't know. Either way, I think that. Regardless. For a wrestling show, you're better off probably being that late at night than at four o'clock in the afternoon. If I was like, if I knew about TNA and it was like, yo, Saturday, whether it's Friday or actually Saturday that midnight, I would probably check it. I'm up at that time anyway, especially an hour show. Right. And I, re- I mean, just for comparison, I routinely, and it was on a Saturday, I understand that, but I routinely watched Velocity at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock. And I think it was 11. Yeah, because it was Saturday, though. You're up that, you know, you, it's, it makes sense. But even but even Friday going into Saturday, because you don't work. Then you exactly. School or, you know what I mean? Right, right. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Hector Garza. I have a feeling that we're probably counting down on the notes about Hector Garza. Uh, well, he was officially deported by the U.S. Bureau of Immigrations oh, wow. and Custom Enforcement on January 21st after his guilty plea in his steroid possession case. There is no timetable for when he would be able to return to the U.S., but for the foreseeable future, his U.S. wrestling career is over, just as he was getting his first major break. Garza was scheduled to pin Scott Hall clean at the last pay-per-view before he got into trouble. Dusty Rhodes wants a Mexican superstar on his show, and evidently has decided that Conan does not qualify. I agree with that. So, I kind of disagree with his statement of his first major break. Okay, because Hector Garza was in WCW when it was watched by millions and millions and millions of people. That's a first. Mm, that's a good point. Impact maybe Garza maybe he's not, trying to be like push wise. Like push wise, I could right. But exposure wise, I would take the exposure in front of millions of people over a push in front of like. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know. I guess if, I'm just curious what's gonna happen here, but I guess not much because. But if Conan, are we going to see another Mexican star come in? I don't know. We'll see, I guess, what's going to happen there. I'm pretty curious. I would imagine someone else will come in. Pretty interesting stuff. I mean, Conan just isn't, he doesn't have the the work rate to to be that. All right. Although you did notice, you did note, like, his character. Dude, okay. Well, it's actually in this note, and it says, Conan, for his part, 
was wearing a bandana that read Puerto Rico on it, so he looks to be repackaging himself. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Might be angling. Well, he might be trying to angle. Like that spot. Yeah, but I don't know. This is just, I think it's a silly line, personally. Um, it's also noted here, not about Garza, but actually more about those the rating thing. And I should, I wish I, this was up higher, but uh, because of the strong rating for the new weekend airings of Impact, FSN has offered up two uh, occasional two-hour specials that would air on Saturday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. Although this is uh, just what has been offered and nothing finalized at this point. So potentially doing some specials late at night. So like a clash of champions. I I feel like I would do that. Why not? I mean. A Saturday at ten o'clock. You're that's. I think that's pretty solid. That's not bad. I think I would do that. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what happens, man. Um, with all the replays, the second pay per view, this is talking about all the pay per views, right? Ended up doing almost identical numbers, probably in the thirty-five thousand dollar buy range to the first. So turning point compared to a victory road. Um, and he believes that in the end, it's slightly beating the first show. So this is fine. creating more reports that of numbers coming in. That Turning Point has either tied or potentially beat Victory Road. And it was reported at first that it was going to be lower. So this is pretty. This is a pretty big thing. Um, I do have more updates about the Against All Odds card. I'm decide, I'm wondering, do you think we should hold off until we watch the show and kind of do what we did last week and save it for the end? No, I think that if it's... See, I don't know when he publishes his stuff. Well, remember this, they're tapings. So he, it could be just reported back to me. Right. I say well, that if it's rumored in the dirt sheets, that it's that people would know. He does say it's not, this isn't 100%. I think that that's the speculation. Okay, then let's let's hear it. So, um, a correction about the Against All Odds show. So this is the correction of what I said at the end of our last episode. Um, so he says uh, that it is 100% that Chris Harris and James Storm will face Kip Cash and Lance Hoyt. Although it is probable. Probable. Prob- probable. Probable. There. Probable. There we go. <laughs> I was getting there. Um, D- DDP versus Scott Hall will be a tag match. With Paige and Monty versus Hall and a partner not yet confirmed. Waltman. Well, so there is a possibility if Waltman is ready to come back, he could have that spot. Uh, which is why nothing is committed. There's also consideration of adding PD Williams versus Elix Skipper and perhaps another X Division match to the show. Okay. Yeah. So if we'll Elix were to be okay, if that were to happen, and again it's just speculation, which is fun. I feel like Elix would probably beat Petey, and that, and what I'm about to say is not a slight at Elix, but that is a fall for Petey, who is just exhibition champion, and he's losing to Elix, who is yeah. just now transitioning to a singles role here in TNA after the run with Triple X. But it's a huge push for Elix, if that makes any sense. How it's, that's big momentum for him, and Petey's like, oh wow, he's falling down a little bit. Right. That would be yeah. interesting. That would be an intriguing match. I think so, too. I'm just doing one quick check. Okay, I'm going to read this one, and then I got one like longer note um, that I think is kind of fun that will be our last note before we get into the show. Uh, with Johnny Fairplay's contract coming due, even though Rhodes promised him that he'd try to bring him back on the next taping, he, apparently Fairplay has made inquiries into WWE. Uh, he told them that he'd like to come in as SmackDown GM, doing an angle to replace Teddy Long. 
They told him that they already had their plans in place regarding what they want to do with Teddy Long. Uh, then he suggested coming in to manage, manage Mike Mizanin. You know, having a reality show stars oh. unit. Uh, with Mizanin turning down the WWE offer. So this is a thing. Well, he is told that he would run the idea by Stephanie and see what she thought about it. And uh, Dave adds, that's Carney for have a nice life. Well, hang on a minute. They're saying that Mizanin turned down a WWE it's, offer? It says, with Mizanin turning down the WWE offer, well, he was told that they would run the idea by Stephanie. So it looks like at this time he might have. If I'm reading that correctly. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Um, Johnny coming in as a SmackDown GM would make absolutely zero sense to me to replace Teddy Long. Could you imagine watching SmackDown and Teddy and like Vince Man comes out like Teddy, you're not doing a great job. But I know who would do a great job. Johnny Fairplay. And then people would be like, who the fuck? Johnny Fairplay from Survivor. And he just comes out with his tooth. His fucking thing. The whole little, <laughs> the tooth, hey, me, Johnny Fairplay, baby, yeah. No, I don't see that. Now, him managing Mizanin. Okay. I think that's kind of a funny idea. I think that's very interesting. And you could, if Mizanin had accepted an offer, if he didn't, you could trial run that in OVW or in Deep South Wrestling and see how that could go. Yeah, I think in WWE, Fair Play would get, and he did in TNA, get some, I think, enormous heat to where eventually the babyface gets revenge and people would be like, fucking hell yeah. I've been waiting for three months for this guy to get his ass kicked. Right. By like John Cena. Oh, I've been waiting for this guy to get FU'd. For months, and you finally got. Yeah, I I'm more behind that than coming in as like a SmackDown GM replacement. That makes no sense. No, I agree with that. Um, my final two-parter kind of note here uh, is actually just, it's kind of just I thought it was really interesting. So several of the top stars of the promotion, as well as Sting and Billy Gunn, worked a South Korean tour this past weekend. So this may end up coming up in our um, some of our indie notes too, but. Uh, the biggest news was out of the ring as Scott Hall was so gone that he wasn't even allowed to wrestle. Hall went on the flight, but by the time it was over, the promotion sent him back to his hotel. Uh, Hall allegedly hit the CEO of Woody Entertainment, which is promoting the show. He claimed they would not, not only not use Hall, but wouldn't be paying him. Jeff Hardy was also advertised, but he didn't appear either. Hardy had turned down... Uh, turned down the door when it was offered to him from day one, but they advertised him anyway. Uh, go ahead. That, that happens a lot. Yes, Even it does. now, independent, they'll promote people on Twitter, and then the wrestlers will literally quote tweet it and be like, I did not accept this. Okay, I'm, not do- I'm not doing this show. I'm yeah. not going to be there, so I don't know why they're promoting Yeah, that's, yeah. that's still happening. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes was also advertised and had degree to go on tour, but then pulled out the tour setting a personal issue just before they were going to leave. So the January 22nd show in John Schill Indoor Stadium in Seoul, so Seoul, South Korea, drew 4,000, but it was heavily papered. One report said that it had about 2,500 paid. Um, and there's some pretty interesting stuff on this, but um, like Terry Taylor was like wrestling and bag, I don't know. There's a whole system. So uh, Billy Gunn did a promo where he called out Sting, who then didn't come out. Uh, Gail Kim was on the show. 
uh, she's, who was a big favorite on the tour, who did some Korean media, media while she was there and ended up getting food poisoning the night before, but still worked. Um, she got over big by speaking Korean. Uh, team, she also she teamed with Lollipop, who's the former TNA cage dancer, who was terrible, Dave says. <laughs> and, and and they fought uh, and defeated Nidia, Nidia and Ma- Malia Hasoka. DDP pinned Raven in a match that was advertised as a TLC match, although they didn't use tables or ladders. <laughs> <laughs> they brought all over the building and fans were into the match, though. Uh, next up how was... Do you, how do you build it as a TLC match and then only use one of the weapons? I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Does this, Bob, does this not sound like a big-time wrestling show to you? One million percent. Yeah. Billy on calling out Sting's the first giveaway to me, but... Yeah. Uh, next up was Terry Taylor and... Uh, I forgot this here. Ricky Nelson, uh, built as the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champs, defending against Dusty Rhodes and Buff Bagwell. This is the Soul Korea show? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> what? Dusty and Buff? Yeah, well, Dusty was pushed to the crowd like he was a big star, but nobody knew who he was. And then oh, you've got man. a guy of his age and his condition, and people don't know him. Well, you know, uh, not much of yeah. a match. Who's oh now? This is interesting. Okay. Mystery. So there's that tag match. Mystery partner. Buff could be a partner for Scott Hall and not Waltman. Oh, shit. And if he's teaming with Dusty, the booker. Mm. Connection. You might be onto something there. Um, Jeff Jarrett also is on the show, and he pinned AJ Styles in the best match of the show, which should not be a surprise after what I just told you. Uh, Fans were... What? Of course Jarrett beat him. Well, right. Uh, Fans were into this match, as TNA has had TV in South Korea for a year, and fans were really into Styles. And I think this is a really important note, because... This is why TNA, I think, has kind of stuck around so long because of their international markets. Absolutely. But, but um, now, is is their TV an example of their TV in other overseas uh, markets where it's two and a half years behind? No, that I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. Are they are they watching something from, you know? Yeah, but uh, even if they're seeing November, guys that they're watching well, though, sure. Jared, no, yeah, Jared's but, probably the champion in what they're watching, even if it is old. That's true. That's it true. works. Um, of course, he had to lose uh, since it was an NWA title match. So they advertised it as a title match. Styles came out wearing his X Division title. Um, and then, of course, the main event saw Sting pinning Billy Gunn with a Scorpion death drop in six minutes of a bad match. Pretty crazy show, I gotta say. Dude, that is without question a big time wrestling show. Target. No fucking doubt about it. And would I have gone to it? You bet your fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, would have. I would have been fucking on the. You want to see the Mid Atlantic Tag Team Championships on the line? (laughs) You can see it, because Buff and uh, Buff pinned Taylor to win them. Yeah, he did. They won the tag belts. Yeah, they did. I forgot to mention that. I didn't have it highlighted. (laughs) Dude, it's crazy. Um, and my note that kind of bounces off of this to end us here is that Sting has been negative when it comes to returning to TNA. Of course. Uh, Dave says, I believe they tried to get him for the first two Sunday pay-per-view shows. The feeling is that Sting has pretty much said that said this. He did some shows early on because he let, he let, it's supposed to say he felt he owed it to Jerry Jarrett for booking him and Jim Helwig to start their careers when no other promotions would even uh, return their inquiries. 
He's done enough matches for Jarrett that he considers it in his own mind that he's paid back that debt. So Sting just isn't feeling it. Well, but he will wrestle Billy Gunn in six minutes in Seoul, South Korea, which I think is awesome. I, I think another potential reason here is when he was co- when he was coming in on those um, asylum shows, he was like the top star. Out of mm-hmm. It's a little different now because we have Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Randy Savage, have Kane, DDP. So there's more recognizable names. I'm sure there's more politics that are going to be involved in this. And maybe that's just something he doesn't want to be dealing with. You know, he dealt with that with WCW a whole lot. Got knocked down on the totem pole a little bit. Maybe he just doesn't seem, uh, doesn't see the value in, in doing it. Right. No, I think that's fair. And I'm sure he doesn't need the fucking money. I mean, that guy was making uh, no. 800 grand a year for WCW. I'm sure he's okay. Right. Okay, Who knows how much he got paid for that Billy Gunn match? I don't want to know. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. Six um, minutes. I lied. I'm going to give you one more note just because it's – I just don't feel like trying to fit this in in a three-second promo that happens on the show. Um, it's not really that exciting. So um, this is this is regarding the past two strong pay-per-view shows, both under Dusty's watch. There are two ways of looking at it, Dave says. Uh, the first is that the reason the shows have been good have been a combination of a lot of younger wrestlers going above and beyond in a very receptive hot crowd. However, Rhodes – before both shows, has done this football coach pep talk, basically scaring the guys that there are 100 guys out there that would be glad to replace anyone who isn't producing. Jeff Jarrett didn't want to give that kind of speech, thinking it would be negative and the guys would get down, but instead the opposite has happened. Opposite, so they're motivated. Yeah, apparently these are very much motivating, the, the people on the shows. Well, I can I could see how it could motivate, but then also demoralize you because you're basically saying that you're you're nothing that uh, all these other people can do what you're doing yeah so i i mean i can see that i agree man and i agree it's time to watch the january 28th episode of impact yeah i'm looking forward to this uh the show runtime here is 44 approximately 44 minutes and 23 seconds now, I always say approximately because it depends on the version you're watching. If it was on TV, I'm sure it's different than Impact, whatever. But we're watching the TV version, not the Impact Plus version. Right. I'm going to count down from three when I say play. That is when we're going to check this show out. We are three weeks out from Against All Odds, and let's see what we're going to be dealing with heading into the preview. So here we go. Three, two, one. This is TNA. Some highlights of that press conference. It's kicking us off here. I like that it's probably, like, you got Don West in the right corner, and then it's probably, like, the guys that use the security sitting in the other seats. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's just filler people. Here. I just think it's so funny. I mean, they have filler people at the table with the one guy's nameplate saying TNA official. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar, too, and here it is, just TNA official. It just says TNA official. That's great. You're better off not putting a name card, I feel like. Well, yeah, why Why bother? It's not even his name. Or make a name up, and then we could be like, why is, why is uh, 
Joe Smith sitting here? Like, who the right. heck is this well, guy? I, I kind of feel like as if it's a Spanish announced guy. Okay, so that's what I was sort of thinking, but too. I don't know his name. You guys supposed to be the Kings Wrestling? What's that make Kev? The Queen? That's weird. <laughs> Should I... What do you say? This... Size 15 up your ass. Size 15 up your ass. I love how Jeff Jarrett's trying to act all tough, and he doesn't even get, like, halfway up his chest on the stare down. And he, he said something. He doesn't have lifts in his shoes. He, <laughs> he said something along the lines of, like, all press conferences got to end like this, huh? Or something like that. We're going into our well, intro Well, you know, here. it's like when you're in the ring and there's a contract signing, and you know that table's getting broken. Or flipped or something. Or flipped. It's not staying upright. It's just no. Not we have the a, same a, more po- a more popular one uh, recently is that they'll just push it, and someone's like, God, yeah, yeah, will fall down. We are live in the impact zone. Still got four hundred people in attendance. If the assuming they stayed through the first taping. So Cal Val, dude. They didn't really highlight the Against All Odds poster there. They're just kind of moved right back. No, they're doing a crowd shot. Yeah, but SoCal Vell was trying to, like, model it. And they're just like, I think they should have, too, but... I would have. Oh, Dallas has got a phone call, so I got to carry the show now. That's great. Didn't even bother to warn me. At least I warn people when I'm... Got to go empty my bladder or something because I'm old. Oh, there's Billy Firehawk again in the crowd. Here comes Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt. That's right. Don't call him Dallas anymore. That means there's only one Dallas on this show, and it's my co-host, Dallas Grizzly. No more Dallas. Lance Hoyt's officially got the nameplate and everything. Kid Cash not wearing a jacket, but Lance is. Cash, he had an oversized jacket anyway. He's also wearing a beanie in Orlando. I don't know if that's smart. They are taking on Chris Saban. I don't know who's that. Only Chris Saban so far. He's, I wonder who he could meet. Probably like Sanjay or something. Oh, wow. He just goes right into the ring. I thought maybe he'd wait. Saban's showing that he has no fear. Oh, his partner is going to be Jeff Hardy. Wow. All right. That's an interesting tag team. Jeff Hardy teaming up with Chris Saban to take on Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt. Now, remember, Lance Hoyt and Kid Cash are, in fact, getting a title match against AMW at Against All Odds. So it would be very weird for them to lose this match, right? I mean, I guess it's happened before. The crowd not really going nuts here for Jeff Hardy. He's, like, trying trying really hard in the corners there to get a positive crowd reaction, and they're just kind of lukewarm about it. He's selling his back, it looks like. I, I think he might be selling an injury here from the best. Yep, he's selling his back. Saving coming off the ropes, drop kick to Cash. Hardy coming in to fight off Lance Hoyt with some right hands. I do have some indie notes here for, I believe, both these. Uh, actually, two people here. So Kid Cash teamed up with Joey Matthews. On January 21st for USA Championship Wrestling in Nashville. Uh, 
it was a tag match, but it was for the heavyweight championship, which Cassidy Riley holds as Saban just dived on to Kid Cash. Cassidy Riley, the champion, teamed up with Corey Williams to wrestle Joy Matthews and Kid Cash to a no contest. So it's probably similar to the, I believe it was Bash at the Beach 99, where whoever got the pin would become the champion. Folly slam there by Lance Hoyt to Chris Saban. And speaking of Chris Saban, he has a couple of things here, too. On January 19th, Saban lost to Petey Williams for BWCW in Gaylord, Michigan. I wonder if they just put a B in front of WCW to try to capitalize on that copyright. And then on January 21st, Chris Saban defeated Alex Shelley to win the BCW Can-Am Television Championship in a match where Mick Foley was the special referee. And it looks like Dallas is back from his phone call. Hello, Dallas. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, yeah, so that dive by Saban was awesome. And why does Jeff Hardy look like he's hurting? I guess I, the table spot, right? Right. So I think he's selling to the back from the abyss attack. When he came out, though, he even would look like he was just like, I don't know, not. That didn't look like he was. He looked like he was just miserable. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm wondering. I don't know if you were hearing me as I was. As Part parts of it, yeah. So when he came out, it was a very lukewarm reaction. Like oh. The crowd was not. You could like visibly see they were just like, oh, okay, Jeff Hardy. And I'm wondering if because he's not as energetic. So if he's selling the back, and you could see when he went to the top rope to do yes, this yes. pose that he was selling, it took him a minute to come down. I wonder if that oh, nice little muscle buster up there by Cash on Saban for a two count. I wonder if maybe the crowd picked up on that vibe and were just like, what the hell's up with Jeff Hardy? I don't know. That could have impacted it. This is like, a, like I said, though, this is an interesting match here. Cash and Hoyt, number one contenders. Against Saban and Hardy. I mean, if I'm watching this, I don't, I'm thinking Saban and Hardy are probably going to win. Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, unless, like, Abyss is about to come out and screw the whole matchup. Or, that's right. That's something I could see happening. Or Saban takes the fall. Right. Swinging backbreaker by Saban to Cash. But I feel like, didn't we see recently an impact where a team had a title match on paper and then they lost? Yeah, it happens. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that shocking, but no, it wouldn't. If they were to win, nice clothesline there by Cash as Saban tried to do a somersault and Cash just clotheslined him from the middle row. Um, I feel like that uh, if if Cash and Hoyt were to win this, it'd really give them a lot of credibility as a tag team, even though Saban and Hardy are not a tag team. By any stretch of the imagination. Here comes Hardy. Ah, see? Oh, now here's a biz. Right into the Spanish announce table. Does the Spanish announce table ever get broken, you think? Either? Or is it also made of. No, it's also made of steel. Okay, so they just like brawled to the crowd and they're gone. No DQ, nothing. But didn't Hardy get the tag? Yes, he did, technically. So he's the legal man. Oh, nice Saban good. dealing with cash as Hoyt is holding the referee in the corner. There's no referee. Saban had the victory all lined up, but Hoyt's smart. Big oh. boots. Who's this guy, Test? He's like, hey, sorry, man. 
Here we go. Oh. oh. Money maker. He pins him. I would, I would, okay, so now Saban's not the legal man, but I would still consider that a clean victory. Yeah, I'd say so. Even though his partner left him, but they didn't really cheat necessarily. No weapons were used. Referee distraction, that's hardly cheating. They want that's a good w, baby. Yeah, that's a good win for Hoy. No, nah, cash. Let's get him. Stage 21. We're back from commercial break. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. There it is. There you go. It's called Full Metal Mayhem. Tables, anything letters, metal. anything metal. It's legal. Okay. So change, eventually, they, yeah. Eventually, they add stairs to that list. They Tables, do. Letters, chairs, and stairs. No yeah, way. They, do they yeah, really? They yeah. Do you know roughly when? Uh, no, I don't know when it that's starts. Hilarious. Stairs. That's awesome. DDP confronting Scott Hall and Kevin Nash backstage. Stairs. Oh, all of a sudden they're saying the deal at um, Final Resolution was you don't touch me, I don't touch you, and then DDP dumped him out. You had an assignment, you blew it. DDP says, I don't, no one gives me assignments. They just keep saying, you blew it. You blew it. I'm a man who stands on his own two DDP feet. He has always stand on his own. He never joined the NWF. You're about to get clipped. <laughs> Tell your story walking. <laughs> Classic. That's interesting. What do we got here next? Chris Candido. Chris Candido. He's been very entertaining. And I got a couple of indie notes here for Chris Candido. Uh, back on January 8th, he defeated Delirious to retain the NWA Midwest Heavyweight Championship. And then the next week, on January 15th, he defeated Danny Daniels by disqualification to retain the NWA Midwest Championship. And that second one was for IWA Mid-South. And the first one was a joint show between NWA No Limits and IWA. And that would appear to be the only indie notes already. I mentioned wow. the same earlier. But that, uh, and cash earlier, too. But that appears to be the only indie notes this time around. I'm, I'm going to double check because I feel like I might be lying, but I'm pretty sure. I... Well, Chris Candido is fighting Sonny Siaki here. I'm so unused to hearing his theme song that I almost was wondering whose it was at first. I was like, why do I know this song? It's amazing how quickly, or not quickly, Siaki was such a promising heel in 2003 and 2004. And now it's just like, just like he's just fodder you know there's nothing really going on it's kind of a bummer it is a heel kick here by siaki and i mean siaki siaki could win this i don't oh he misses oh. a spear in the corner he hits the pause but i think if candido wins this match i think there are probably significant plans for him 
Because Candido has only won a dark match in TNA so far. He has not won any televised matches yet. Also, pointing out, Christopher Daniels is on commentary during this match. They're talking about his match with Styles coming up against the Lods. Couple chops in the corner. Several chops are both Zachy. Candido bagging off in the corner. Candido looks to be getting in better shape with each appearance as well. <laughs> He's like, oh no, Ziaki got back in the ring. You thought he threw him out to the floor. Big backdrop by Siaki. Siaki's still looking pretty shredded. Yo, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous sell by Candino, and then a poke in the eyes to Siaki. Kick to the midsection, going for a vertical suplex. Got him up after a little bit of a struggle. Delayed vertical. Wow. Okay, still delaying, still delaying. Oh, boom. Oh, boy. He's like, oh, my good or what? The charisma that Candido has is just, I think, fantastic. Candido going he's going up high here. He's probably going for a, a leg drop, I would I would have to guess. Uh, headbutt. He's more oh, yeah. diving. Well, he did the leg drop before. But he did. He went for the headbutt, but he missed it. I forgot he does the headbutt. Back elbow by Siaki. Clothesline. So you said headbutt, and I thought he was just going to hit it and win, and here we are. Somersault netbreaker there by Siaki. Oh, wow. Oh. Feet on the rope. That experience. Zaki is not happy about that. They're going to fight it against all odds in a full metal mayhem match. Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Oh, my. Okay, we're backstage. We're at Dusty's office in the truck. Tracy got his phone. Oh, who are they going to bring? Okay, they're both pushing into each other. It's Mr. Rhodes to you. Trinity says you like big guys. I got the two biggest, the baddest wrestlers. You're going to be so impressed. Tracy, she has eight feet, guys. So this is next week, apparently. Are they going to be appearing? So it sounds like. Oh, 
Dusty sent Tracy away, and then Trinity kissed him on the cheek and left too. Yeah. How cute. He's like, oh, baby. Here's some Team Canada here. Canada. Our whole Who is it? Johnny, Johnny Divine. Divine. With Scott DeMore. No, he's not coming out right now, but I have a note on Eric Young. Apparently, Eric Young has been working for months with a broken foot, which has just started to heal up, which is why he was such such noticeably on another level at the last pay-per-view. Once again, talking up one of the best U.S. pay-per-view matches. Four and a half stars. No. Oh, boy. Oh, my Brown. Now, David mentioned that there might have been some kind of mashup here with Team Canada and Monty Brown, right? So this could maybe lead to something? Yeah. If I had to guess, I bet you either Eric Young or, or Bobby would, would be the. Yeah, I think that's fair. Involved here. Yeah, now they're making note that Mike Brown was so close to winning the title. In fact, he was so close to winning the title twice. Oh, Divine going right after Brown. Okay. Jack over said it's a hockey fight. I just said that. Throws the divine away, but divine is insisting on beating up Monty Brown. I rake in the corner. Sends him into the corner. That's probably not going to be good. Dumps him to the apron, does Monty Brown, but divine drops him throat first from the apron. Divine to the top rope and missile dropkick. And a kip-up. Can you do a kip-up, Dallas? I can't. Uh, I don't know if I can on, like, a solid, sir. I could do it on a trampoline. Anybody can do it on a trampoline. Yeah, but I need the luxury. I think I might be able to. I haven't tried in a while, so, you know. I know what I'm doing today. Not kip-up attempts. I'm just lay on the, the tile in the kitchen and just start doing kip-ups. Yeah, yeah that'd be a great idea. Clothesline by Maya Brown after sending Divine into the corner. Divine has lasted over a minute, which is impressive considering a lot of people don't last a minute. Right. Going for that fall away slam. Oh, no. The Alpha Bomb. Alpha Bomb. We're zooming oh, out. Who's that? Petey Williams. And the rest of Team Canada. On the top rope, he leaps off looking for a crossbody, but he just got caught. And then he's going to get press slammed. But Boot caught, caught him. him. Eric Young gets involved. Pounced oh him my over the God. top rope. Oh, holy shit! He's got a broken foot. Does he have a boot on? Uh, I didn't notice. Oh, he might. He may have a boot on his on his foot there. And by yeah, the the bar walking. at the bottom that's blank. Oh, it's gone now. Oh, oh, it's the corner. And there's a power. Oh my God, that holy was yeah, Wait, are we gonna see Monty Brown? That's a three. Are we gonna see him versus all of Team Canada in a handicap match? Do you, think, do you think they would job out Team Canada like that to him? All of them? Maybe. Tom West wants to see him pounce that low. Who's this? Scott Hall? Oh, boy. He just, he's going to have like a Bobby Roode and Scott Hall maybe against DDP and Brown. Oh. Scissors. He decked him from behind there. How weird. That is a weird association. Why is Scott Hall working with Team Canada? That is, that is definitely weird. 
Kevin Nash is out here. Is this about to be fucking chaos in a second? Nash is like, what is that? So Nash is not on board with this, it looks like. It's Hall's being up behind Brown. Are we going to get a swerve, bro, where Scott Hall like, turns on Nash to cost him against Jared or something? If there's like, if they're not agreeing on like what we're doing. Dude, here's DDP. DDP. They need to win the tag titles first. For me and Debbie. So much for that whole, you know, feud. Honestly, we're lucky they're both even still here. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Kevin Nash reluctantly shakes Team Canada's hand, even though Scott Hall's all for it. Okay. Oh. Monty Brown and DDP shake hands, and Mike Tanay says, we'll be talking to Jeff Jarrett when we get back. Oh, look it! Seoul, South Korea footage that we just talked about. Oh, this is cool. Olympic Park, Seoul, South Korea. Although this, if they show parts of the match, this is going to look like trash for their, you know, X-Division champion. So far, it's just Jarrett highlights. Oh, there's Styles on the ground, though. But see, they're trying not to show who he was fighting. Yeah, okay. They, They tried very hard to not show Styles there. That's interesting, but I get it. Oh, I was late. Okay. Very, uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Well, AC's introducing Jeff Jarrett. Apparently several TNA people, including Jarrett, AJ Styles, Abyss, Don West, Jeremy Borash, were all scheduled to tape an episode of WB's Blue Collar TV on January 25th in Atlanta. The producers were in particular looking for Ernest Miller for a part of the show, uh, they felt that he was the right person for. As long as it wasn't a part as a TV announcer for wrestling, I guess they'd be okay. That's what Dave Meltzer said. For Ernest Miller? Yeah, they wanted Ernest Miller, but they got a bunch of TNA guys. That's weird. Uh, I remember watching Blue Collar TV. That was a decent old comedy show. My world. My world. My world. We are 23 minutes, 35 seconds into the show, if you're following along. You know, for a guy that hates Jeff Jarrett, Mike Sine sure does interview him a lot. Yeah, he does. Dude, the freaking pyro guitar. Oh, my God. It's just, I don't understand that. You know, you would. I would think that if Tanae hated him so much, he'd just be like, "Hey, Don, you want to take this one?" Yeah, you want to do this? You want to do this? Like, we have not gone along for the better part of three years. What's the strings that is on Jeff Jarrett's shoulder? Why does he I, just have like strings? I don't know. Maybe he stole the shirt from a local retail store, and it's like the security thing. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so if he yanks it off, it'll just be like an ink stain on his shirt. Literally and figuratively. The biggest challenge of your career. Have Jarrett and Nash fought before? Yes, they have, Dallas. That's Lots why of I times. Several. I mean, the Great American Bash 2000. Uh, okay, I watched that and I don't remember it. Yeah, that 
That's definitely happened. Wow. Um, I assume they did. I just like can't picture it in my head. Like I can't picture them standing in the ring with each other. Diesel and Jarrett in WWF has happened on Raw. I don't. I don't remember that. What the fuck? You don't remember that? No. Yeah. No. They've wrestled several times. Yeah. Okay. But I was, it's funny you said that because Tanay is acting as if they in fact have never wrestled, and it's his biggest challenge of his career. Yeah. I mean, I just assume they did, but like, like I said, I literally just can't picture it in my head. Yeah, Grand American Bash uh, 2000 was, I believe, their only WCW singles match on pay-per-view. There might have been another Nitro. Look at the guy who's shirtless in the crowd. What is up with that? Yeah, what is that? It's hot in Orlando, man. You're in an air-conditioned soundstage. Isn't there That's like bizarre. a dress code? That is That's weird. bizarre. That is very weird. Crowd is not into Jarrett right now. They're booing him. They're bored. Kevin Nash came to TNA to take orders from you. He grabs TNA. TNA. I expect you to stand there and shut up and listen. So he doesn't want TNA to do anything else. Listen here. Slap nut. I think they're saying Jarrett sucks. But the crowd's like, it doesn't sound like good booze. It's like more get out of here booze. Yeah, it's more like a, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What? 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 World. The most important heavyweight title. Here's the boring chance, look. It's true. Don West. Wow, this crowd's getting on the world champ. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's right. You're living in Planet Jarrett. Shut it. Yeah. Look at the sign, Jarrett Helmsley. And then I. I it was be... a long sign. Yeah, I know. They'll hold it up again. Downfall of his career. What did he say? You only meant more money to you. You know what it means to me. It's my life. Is Jarrett the baby face all of a sudden in this feud? Are we supposed to hate Nash because he wants more money? You know, a traditional wrestling fan, yeah, you're right. If he's only looking for the money, it's similar like Hogan in the NWO. Like, it was all about money and control. Mm-hmm. Which is what Nash was kind of saying. And then Jared's like the fear. He's trying to be like a fiery baby. He's like, I love this. this I love this sport. It's this in my blood. My passion. It's in my blood. It's my... How many operations have you had on those bad knees? 20? Combine. How's your quad? Can't even walk without a blowout out of quad. Wait. They're fucking telling him to leave. That's amazing. Hat, coat, leave. Holy crap. Hey, there's your guy right there, dude. The, um, what was it, cyberspace guy? Yeah, Billy Firehawk, yeah. He's right behind Jarrett right now. Yeah. He's right next, he's with the towel guy. And the old lady in the pink. Yeah. 
That's the the ticket lady from the asylum. Yeah, right. Sarah Lee (laughs) making the trek. I love that this crowd is shitting on Joe. Dude, the crowd's never... I don't know if they've really ever shit on this bad. No, never. Because it's... And I guarantee you, (laughs) they wanted this because it's it's, uh, attraction people. They don't have tourists. But now it's like wrestling fans that are just shitting on them. Right. I like... Go leave. That's great. And the whole crowd is doing that. The hand signal. Even okay, Billy Firehawk is comical because he's a literal wrestling promoter who's booked Jeff Jarrett and he's to boo. Like, get out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Shane Douglas backstage with AJ Styles now. We can't wait to see the Iron Man match. It's about time. I, I knew it. I knew this match would happen. It had to happen. Why is he doing that? He just had to happen. This is how he is, man. He hasn't got rid of most of his southern roots yet at this point. Now, these guys have wrestled on the indies uh, before, the, obviously. But they're gonna right. Be but this is their first like big TNA feud. Yeah, I don't remember them wrestling in the asylum at all. I don't recall. In a singles role, at least. No, I don't think so, dude. You want me? You got me. 30 minute Iron Man match. On my sweat, on my blood. He's running out of shit to say. Yeah, he is. He's trying. Maybe he's getting insane. Daniels, this belt is more money to you, but this is my passion. I love this belt. I love this business. And to you, this belt is more money. <laughs> what if he cut the same promo as Jeff Jarrett? Three-hour epic mega pay-per-view. Here come the Naturals. Uh, let me give you my last note here as the Naturals and their opponents make their way out. Well, I guess let's see who they are first. Eric Watts. Eric Watts in, an, in, in a sling and Cassidy Riley with broken fingers taped up. Take it on the Naturals. Okay. I love how this tag team is injured. <laughs> and Eric Watts is wearing a long sleeve shirt and jeans. There's no way he's wrestling. This is crazy. Uh, remember last week, Bob, we talked about the celebrity wrestling show in the UK? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's taping in just a few weeks. Uh, stars Piper. The idea is that there's going to be 12 celebrities, six men, six women, half trained by D'Lo Brown, the other half trained by Joey Legend, among the celebrities, virtually none of whom are known in the US. So it's pretty fun. So we don't know really any of them. Oh, who's coming up? Dustin? Yep. Okay, here. So it's Cassidy. It must be Cassidy and Dustin, or like Eric Watts and Cassidy Riley buddies now. Because both Raven, Raven hurt both of them. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I guess this makes oh. sense. Um, but to continue on quick, uh, they're going to have these matches in a ring, in a cage, and also on a scaffold. Oh, my God. Someone's going to die. Yeah. 
all the tabloid and gossip magazines have had stories on the show, and they were portraying it as if the matches will be shoots. <laughs> and also, Piper's going to be doing um, some one-man shows on the road in Vegas and Atlantic City as well. So he's kind of doing all sorts of little things during his breaks from being enforcer in TNA as Dustin goes right after Chase Stevens to kick us off. Yeah, he just hip-tossed him atomic drive and punched him into the night. Here comes Cassie Riley, who has uh, broken fingers on his left hand. So I'm pretty sure he's right-handed, so that shouldn't maybe be too big of a deal. Andy Douglas comes and drops toehold by Cassie. And every move Cassie's doing, he's holding his hand. And then he, and then he just smacked him on his broken fingers. You just saw Raven break his hand, fingers, and if you're there live, it was probably less than an hour ago, so... <laughs> right. He just okay, and, he, he missed, missed he missed the stop. <laughs> and he didn't sell it because he literally missed it. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you when he stopped him, Riley had his eyes closed. So even if you know he went but if he had it open, he probably would have sold it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Scoop relaxed. slam, he's got the broken hand tucked behind his back. Oh. Former hot shot tag team partners facing off here as Chase Steven slammed Cassidy Riley. Oh, so um, I, I, I texted you this, but thanks to the Brian Turner VHS Rehab YouTube channel, cheap plug, forgot to do it last week. Um, great page. It is a great page. The Naturals did an interesting gimmick. Uh, I can't remember the company, but it's, you know, Tennessee Indies. The Alternative uh, Express, where they were basically like an emo tag team and their manager was Athena. Now, when I, and I clicked on the match cause I was like, it was like them against two cool. And I had no idea who the, uh, alternative express was. And I was like, what the fuck? That's Andy Douglas. Oh my God. That's Chase Stevens. It was that's pretty, pretty interesting funny. to see them have a drastically different look than here as the naturals. Now I didn't watch the match yet. I plan on it. Uh, in fact, I'm planning on reviewing it for the Lost Tennessee Footage Brian Turner VHS Rehab series that I have. Oh, what's this? That's Raven. Raven and Dustin Rhodes oh. are at ringside now. Oh, Natural Disaster. Natural Disaster? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Douglas has got the cover on Riley to three. And that makes sense considering Riley is, in fact, a jobber, handsome guy with a broken hand. So I guess that makes sense. Dustin Rhodes not coming in to pull him out to the floor. So, all right, well, the Naturals get a win. Raven's laughing. Ha ha, I got you to lose that one. And now they're still beating up Riley, and then they run away. Right. Oh, Dustin's got a chair. For what? Oh, okay, he's protecting Cassie. All right, confirmed Raven against Dustin Rhodes for Against All Odds. Well, that's Michael Shane's music. Orcism. Six-man Six tag. Okay. Jeff Hammond joining the announce team again, lead analyst. So Kazarian and Michael Shane, who's their partner going to be? No Tracy, by the way, last week and this week with them. I think she's moving out. Although it could be a long, I'm telling you, it could be a long-term story here where she's trying to get in favor of Dusty and then we get a bigger push for Shane and Kazarian to uh, influence them. Who knows? Right. Oh, prime oh, time. prime time. I'm assuming they're going to fight three life crew here. 
Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a good point. I like how some guys in TNA have like um, videos on the on the screen, and other guys don't. You know, I'm surprised that Primetime is teaming up with Shane and Kazir. I thought maybe he was going babyface. Yeah, that's a good point. This is three live crew. Yeah. Or does that mean Conan's actually going to be wrestling? Oh wait, no. Yeah, it has to be. There he is. Is he? Oh, I guess he. I guess that's his ring gear. I know it's hard to say because like his ring gear is so. Like... Can't you feel that sizzle, sizzle? BG James wearing the t-shirt under the jersey is hilarious. Yeah, you're not really supposed to. It's supposed to be like a, a tank top or wife beater underneath there, not a. Yeah, you know, where are my dogs at? Where are they at? Yo, 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 Hector Garza got fired, baby. Yeah, and I'm going to be the next star. That's right, Dusty. Viva la raza. Old Town. The cruise crib instead of the dog pound. That's new. I don't get it. The cruise crib, dude. I, I don't this is get the it. cruise house. Like they, this is my house. Cruise house. Okay. Three live ah, crew. crew. Yeah. Woohoo. Menamenta. Let's go. Okay, you'd only be half right if you thought it was going to be Jeff Hammond's first match. Oh. Okay, oh. so he has competed in steer wrestling with 450-pound steers. So it's going to be his first wrestling match in a ring, but not, or sorry, match in a ring, but not his first wrestling match because he I fought thought, steers. I thought he was going to say, he might be his first match, but he's been in 400 NASCAR races. That's the same thing as a fight. Matrix, but pop up and Conan uh, just drops him back down. Already? We're setting up for the, the drop off the top already? BG James is like, dude, we got to get closer. Yeah, there's no way he would lose it. Oh, well, he got it there. We don't have too much time left in this show here. We're at 39 minutes. 36 seconds. Oh, we're taking a commercial break. Let's see. Eight minutes, 50 seconds left in the match. Let's see what time it, it's, it's going to be a little less. Commercial now. is usually about two and a half minutes. 844. Oh, okay. 358. So, yeah, not bad. They don't really screw us as much as you normally think. However, I don't think they did anything during the commercial break time in That's, this match. It's like they just came back to killings and Shane is like taunting each other. Yeah, <laughs> walking in the ring. Everyone's clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulder block by Shane. Then he stares at him, comes off the ropes, leaps over. Leap frog back around. Now running the ropes. Misses a wild elbow, I guess. Just killing. But he hits the twisting forearm. Killing says Shane over the shoulder looking for the running of power slam. He's gonna do the hip boom, thrust. That's boom. not appropriate for four PM, but that's okay. And he drives Shane down to the mat. 
Is the guy with the shirt gone? Not he doesn't have the shirt. Is he gone? I don't see him anymore. Did he have to put a shirt on? You think? Oh, oh, you know what? Yes, because the guy above he has a black yeah. shirt on now. Yes, yeah, you saw him. They probably were like, "Hey, bro, fucking put your nipples away." <laughs> the only people not allowed to have shirts on are the wrestlers. So weird, dude. I want Jeff Hammond to jump into the ring and hit a Hurricane Rana and then a Brain Buster on Michael Shane just to really show him what he's got. Belly by Suplex Shane learning that from Shane Douglas back when they were attacking in mid-2004. The new franchise. That's right. Uh, I can't wait for Jeff Hammond's wrestling appearance and then Don and Tanae are forced to freak out when he does a hip toss. Can you believe this? Oh, my God, Tanae. Can you believe it? Stiff kick by Michael Shane. Stiff kick on the back of Ron Kelly. Goes for the cover, but no. Tags in Kazarian. Off the ropes. Oh, Oh, no. He's clothesline Skipper. That might be uh, Skipper's way of becoming a babyface. Big boot by BG James. Ducked a clothesline. Knocked Shane off of the apron. Conan getting involved. Got an armbar? What are you doing? Armbar on Sk- or crossface on Skipper? BG going for the pup handle. Uh, Kazarian drives him down. That should be it. The referee trying to oh shame with an <laughs> elbow. I think they're off the top rope. And then he just shoves Killings to the floor. One, two. Kazarian. Oh shit. BG James. Conan the entire time has Well, he's still doing it. He's still now doing he's the submission. the rings of Saturn. This guy's just <laughs> doing a whole bunch of submissions on Skipper. Conan can't believe it. They lost. Conan, you weren't the legal man. You can't be putting submissions on guys if you're not legally involved. That was so funny. Match there. Nice asking BG what happened. Because Aaron and Shane, they're just going to celebrate. On the floor, Skipper's like, yeah, I did stuff. I... I was in that move. I, I did Submission stuff. Submission moves. Two and a half minutes. Wait a second. Jeff Hammonds, he's got to go and check on. Is he going to tell the referee or something? He is. He's don't dropping the elbow. Not, do not reverse this decision. I don't have time for it. Oh, they're about to fight up. Jeff Hammond. Oh, no. He slipped Jeff in there. Hammond. Oh, oh shit. The shirt. Let's go, baby. Let's go. He's Hulk Hogan. He ripped that off. No problem. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Look at this guy. Holy shit. Is he's got, got he, he's in pretty good shape. He, he's like, I just I wrestled 400 pound steers, so you better watch he's, the fuck out. He, he's like, let me take my Rolex off. I'm gonna kick your ass. Let's go. Holy shit. The Jeff pit, Hammond's fired up. That's funny. That is really funny. No, well, that wow. wraps up the show. Okay. Oh, Jeff Hammond and Mania is uh, Jeff Hammond and Mania. Fully going on here. Right. Uh, well, what do you think about that episode, Bob? I did not hate it. I Okay, so now this week, I liked some of the booking that we're doing here. We're giving the heels some momentum. Right. Which is fantastic. I mean, Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt 
beating Saban and Hardy, whether, you know, Hardy, uh, Getting attacked by a bitch or whatever. Right, right. Uh, that was fine. Now, I guess you could say they kind of did like a duplicate thing with like Raven getting involved with Dustin and the getting involved with Hardy. Yeah, that could probably be seen as kind of lazy. Um, but I'm fine with it. I mean, Candido had a a good man, a good win over Siaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Naturals winning, you know, coming out. Now here's the thing: coming out of against all odds, if they are not going to do a four-way, which I don't think they're going to do. Uh, the Naturals winning here could be a momentum shifter, and I mean, we have a pay-per-view coming up in March. If AMW were to retain, they've had history with the Naturals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the next pay-per-view in March could be could be a possibility for another showdown with the Naturals, and I would be all on board for that. So. No, I agree with that. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, Cash and, and uh, Hoyt, they're definitely the momentum was needed. I think that was a so. credibility builder. I think. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, and, I, and we know that they've you know have been champions before, but I mean, this is such a drastic. Like, oh, okay, we'll we'll just give you a title shot. They mm-hmm. needed a win here to be like, oh shit, okay, they beat Saban, they beat Hardy. Like, okay, maybe they could do something again here against the, the champions. I really enjoy the. Um. Wow, I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. I really enjoyed the. Hold on. No, I did. I just totally freaking lost it. I have what, what did I really enjoy? Well, I enjoyed the show. Oh, uh, that Dustin is uh, like being friends with all the people that Raven beats up and like injures. You're enjoying that? Yeah, I think it's funny. Why is it funny? Because Dustin's like, wow, he broke your fingers and he separated your shoulder. Let's, I'm going to help you guys. <laughs> He's like a caregiver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get her at Dustin Rhodes, he'll take care of you. Exactly. Um, I also, I mean, I liked the the continued advancement here of, uh, of Nash and Jarrett. Now, of course, the Jarrett promo was just kind of boring, but it was funny in the sense of, like, the crowd absolutely turning well not turning just shitting on them uh comically at that point and i feel like very um you know kind of hidden i guess nat i feel like nash did say like what is going on when scott hall was attacking my brown i don't know if he necessarily liked that yeah i can't really get a good read on that whole situation yeah so i i kind of like that uh that could add potential doubt into the main, like, with Nash and Jarrett, like, is Scott Hall and, and Nash on the same page? And, you know, Scott Hall has always been kind of his own guy. Right. He's not afraid to necessarily turn on people. So, it, that that would be just another added layer to uh, the confusion there. So. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I thought it was... Um, I thought like last week's was probably a, a, a stronger show, but this was a, this was good. This was yeah, I agree with that. I was gonna say I think last week's I enjoyed a little bit more, but it was good. And I think our our build toward against all odds is uh, shaping up to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean on on paper that card is looking uh, <coughs> very well rounded and strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, our next episode is the February fourth edition of impact 
Um, of course, we don't know really any matches going on for that show. But we are only two, well, after this, we're only two weeks away from the show taking place on February 13th. So, um, as Dallas has noted, we do two tapings of Impact at a time. So, we have one more taping of this, and then we're at it against all odds. It's crazy. Which is just great, because, again, I'm actually really looking forward to Against All Odds. I don't know the last time, if ever, I've watched Against All Odds 2005 completely. And yeah. I really don't know. So, certainly not in the full context of watching the no. show every time. You know what I mean? So, I, I definitely don't have that for any, like, really any impact with any TNA. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Des, you got anything else for this week's episode? I don't think so. Uh, I'm just really excited to uh, keep going on here, get to these pay-per-views, and and see how these stories develop. Will we have a new NWA champion? I don't know. We're going to find out really soon, though. Will Kevin Nash make all that extra money, or will Jeff Jarrett's love and passion for wrestling overcome the odds? Against all of them. Against (laughs) all of them. (laughs) All right, well, until next week for the uh, February 4th Impact. For Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collins Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Three live crew, we be dropping like bang. We still be getting round. Three live crew, we still be about it. Three we be dropping like bang. Cause we be doing the damn thing. We the three live crew, and it's me, the beat jizzle. I'm rocking on that mic, can't you hear that fizzle sizzle? I step into the game yelling, Lord, I live from Mexico all the way to the USA. We last on up and watch him get dropped. Three live crew, three of the best dropping hip hop. Still be getting rowdy. We still be bouty Rip it up, son. Now it's time to bring it. Let me hear y'all sing it. Ride a three life swing it. Swing what? Swing it, boom, that goes bang. Oh, you didn't know? That we be doing the damn thing. Still be getting wild, man. Still be about it, about it.
good lord. Now I'm with time to bring it. Let me hear y'all sing it. Why the three life swing it? Swing what? Swing and boom, that goes bang. Oh, you didn't know? That we be doing the damn thing. Still be getting wild at Will you still be about it, about it? Will you be dropping like bang? Cause we be doing the damn thing.